1: and we're located in Riverside. I'm, I'm a certified financial planner, and there are three other individuals in our office, uh, Chris Marsh, Joe Lyons, and Jeremiah Lee, that are also certified, and Jeremiah is also an attorney. So for those of you that are looking for somebody who needs some help with estate planning and or other legal aspects for real estate and other business things, Jeremiah is in our office, and he can provide services to you through Tricord Legal Services. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, um, it is that time of year again, folks. It is open enrollment period for Medicare. And it's a time when you, everybody who is on Medicare should evaluate whether or not the coverage that they have is what is best for them going into the next year. Now you don't have until the end of the year to do this. You have to make final decisions. And if you're working with an organization that is servicing your Medicare accounts, you've probably already received something in the packet. You already received something in the mail, it's a packet. You have to put down all your prescription drugs and all that information and send it back to them and they will reevaluate your Medicare options for you and tell you what is best for you, particularly if you've had health changes. Now, there's also phone numbers that you can call. Um, You know, the Health Insurance Counseling and Advocacy Program, uh, better known as HICAP, they have a number that you can call in the Inland Empire, and this service is free, 909-256-8369. And they can help you uh, go through the myriad of options. Now, there is more than 90 HMOs locally that you could potentially uh, participate in. So, therefore, it's really good to know what options are best for you based upon your treatment. People will pull, uh, you know, go into what we call a Medicare Advantage and they'll go into an HMO type plan. And the issue is, is that going to be best for them? And these are questions that you have to answer. Some people wanna have the ability to select and go anywhere they want. So therefore they wanna go into a Medicare supplement plan. In a Medicare supplement plan, there is a myriad of options with this. By the way, we don't do this. If a client needs to do Medicare analysis, we send them to a broker that I've worked with for over 10 years now and they, their company provides information to you. So if you want more information about that, give us a call. I'll give you a referral. Uh, my phone number is 951-684-7011. But it is really critically important that by December the 7th, because that's the cutoff date. So you've got from October 15th to December 7th to make a decision. And the reason you can't wait until the end of the year is because Medicare, everybody was waiting until the last day. And they were putting in everything at the last day and all of the benefits that start on January 1, they weren't able to get through the paperwork. So they know how human nature is. So they just said, okay, we're cutting off this by December the 7th. It forces everybody to get all of their final analysis in by that, all their selection process so that Medicare can deal with. Because remember Medicare, I mean, it's a government program and they send money to the HMO or to the Medicare provider. And it's, they need to know what your choices are. Now on the Medicare supplement program, what you're doing is you're basically you're selecting an option where you have you have complete selection. In other words, you can pick your doctors, your hospitals, you can go anywhere you want. You don't need a referral from your primary care physician because you're on you're on this Medicare supplement plan and you hand them your card and then they provide whatever services you ask them to provide, whether it's a second opinion or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the medical services are, they will provide it to you because you're a Medicare recipient and you have a Medicare supplement plan. But again, Medicare supplement plans are varied. You know, they go from plan J, you know, to, um, you know, plan, plan G to plan F to plan. I mean, you've got all these different plans and they all provide different benefits. Now, some of them are existing plans that you're kind of grandfathered into. Other plans are new. So if you change out of them, you can't get back into the old plans. This is where having a professional that does nothing but Medicare or health insurance planning will allow you to do this. And again, on top of all that, in addition to that, you have to select a prescription coverage. So this is what we call Part D. And this is coming up with a prescription benefit. Now, if you're, if you're diabetic and you take insulin, you're probably going to pick a different plan for somebody who isn't that way. If you're having high blood pressure and somebody who isn't, somebody who has cholesterol medicine, again, all these different things all add up to what plan and there are a myriad of different plans on, on the Medicare Part D, which is for the prescription drugs. So again, you've got Medicare components. You've got Part A, you've got Part B. This is what is subtracted if you're receiving Social Security. This is what's subtracted out of your Social Security benefit, helps pay for Medicare. If you're not taking Social Security, then you have to pay them. And so they'll send you out a bill, and you have to pay that in order to maintain your Medicare benefits. But then you go into Part C, this is the Medicare Advantage. So then you can either bundle your benefits and go into uh, uh, an HMO and you can even also, in some cases you can bundle and your Medicare, your prescription coverage is bundled into that or you can buy your Part D coverage and you can do that on a separate basis. It is complex folks, it is not easy choice. It is not pick Plan A or Plan B, it is all these different options And what I suggest to you is take some time now, look at your options, get proper advice. If you need a referral, give our office a call, 951-684-7011. And we'll be more than happy to give you a referral so you can make the best, wisest choices on your Medicare planning. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm gonna talk about tactical asset management. the downturns in the marketplace? How do you deal with it emotionally? And, and I'm just asking this because some of the best investors in the world admit openly that when the market starts to go through downturns, that they become an emotional wreck. They absolutely, um, they, they they know what they need to do but what they want to do are two different things. And so the, the, the issue is, is that, You know, we've had going back to the 1900s, um, there's been things that the government has tried to do to shore up the economy or to prevent panics, because all through the 1800s, we had a series of economic panics, you know, through the first hundred years of our country and what they did in the early 1900s. And that's one of the reasons why the Federal Reserve came about, because they tried to determine that, you know, the 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 control of money at the banks would be a way to accomplish that. So they felt like when they established the Federal Reserve that there would be a better, um, you know, banks would be evened out. So borrowing and lending would be somewhat controlled, so to speak, interest rates would be somewhat controlled. But lo and behold, uh, that didn't work very well. We had a panic right after World War I. Uh, then the marks through the, through the uh, 1920s, we had phenomenal growth. And then, of course, we hit 1929, and we had the Great Depression. And the Federal Reserve reacted the exact opposite of what they should have reacted to. In other words, they actually pulled back the money supply instead of increasing the money supply and made the depression worse. And subsequent to that, we've had a number of panics. You know, I'm just in my lifetime, 1987 was a big panic. Going back to the early 70s, you know, the 60s, the 70s, we had a lot of uh, problems with with, uh, you know, post-Vietnam post War and the inflation that was causing a major, major erosion of spending capital that was going on in the 70s until Paul Volcker uh, slammed the brakes on interest rates, went up to over 12, 14%. Inflation was even higher than that. It just went, it went absolutely crazy. So again, the Federal Reserve is there to kind of even out things. But the reality is, it doesn't even out. We have these times of excess and then we have these times of phenomenal downturns. And the question is, is how do you deal with that? How do you respond in your portfolio? But more importantly, how do you respond in your emotional value? So when the things start to go down, are you making adjustments based upon some factor that has an outcome that will preserve your capital and make the rate of return on your money that you need to make over the long haul. Again, what we do internally is that we, we are looking a lot at macroeconomics. This is a big deal. Macroeconomics gives us a strong indication of what's going on in the marketplace. And again, I don't think that you can, like 9-11, you can't predict something like that. When that happened, the market of course corrected dramatically. When COVID was announced, the market corrected quickly. And of course it went down, but now it's come back, generally it's come back to where it was prior to the downturn. So these are what we call V recoveries. But if you were invested in high tech stocks back in 1998, 1999, you saw a major downturn within those portfolios. If you were involved in real estate or in the stock market in 2007, uh, 2008, when the market all of a sudden collapsed because the credit market has collapsed, is there a way for you to know when these things are occurring or building up in economic bubbles, excesses, so that you can balance your portfolio appropriately and not be uh, thrown into this this, uh, tailspin, not only financially, but also emotionally. And the answer is yes. Now, again, I'm not talking about timing the market because I think it's a fool's bet to try and time the market. But I do believe that there are large macroeconomic forces that if you stay focused on that, you can make better choices about your portfolio. This is what we do. We spend a great deal of time trying to figure out where the macroeconomic trends are. Now, going back to 2008, 2007, we could see that there was a lot of credit that was being, there was a lot of speculation in the real estate market. And people were able to borrow with with really no ability to borrow in prior times, but they were able to buy multiple pieces of real estate, and everything was. There was a speculation that was happening. Now, again, panics occur. They clean out the system. They clean out those people that have borrowed too much. Now, if you happen to be an investor in a particular, uh, particular company um, that goes through that, of course, you get wiped out as a shareholder. So, diversification is important. But you also need to understand when do you start to trim your sales. When do you start to trim the amount of exposure you have to the marketplace. And again, no risk can be completely removed. The system is is dealing with risk. And I always tell people, to be a good investor is like being a good farmer. Now I was raised on a ranch in South Dakota. So we were constantly, uh, we were aware of weather, we were aware of the market conditions, we were aware of disease, all these things were factors that you could never take them for granted that they were going to be steady or constant in the year to come. You were constantly aware of how life could change so dramatically and I tell you what being in south- southwestern South Dakota, and one day it is sunny and blue skies, and by that night you can't see you can't put your hand in front of your face and see it because the blizzard is so bad that is the severity of the weather. but again, I take that lesson and I bring it forth and I bring it into how we manage money. It's always being on guard. Somebody has to be at the gate watching for those things that can really terrorize a portfolio. We're going through that right now in the pandemic. And again, if your portfolio is properly balanced, you're gonna be fine. But again, there are times when you need to go to safe harbors. Those times were back in 2008, those times were back in 2000, and we're going to have them again in the future but it shouldn't paralyze you. In other words, those people that get out of the market and never go back into the market, they become paralyzed. And unfortunately, what happens is they lose economic opportunity. Because if you invest in good, solid companies and you rebalance periodically based upon macroeconomics, you're going to end up with a reasonable rate of return over your lifetime. This is not magic, folks. This is work. And I always tell people what we do in our office and all the people that we work with, it's work. And it's not something that's passive. It's very active. Now, going from there, I mean, again, after we saw COVID, COVID will end. We will see an end to this pandemic. It's going to have, it's going to raise its ugly head from time to time. But until we have a vaccine or we have a treatment that everybody feels comfortable with, it's going to be around. So therefore, accept it. But the question is, is what do you do about it? How do you respond to it from a financial standpoint? This is what we do with our clients, is help them navigate through all these these economic times. When the market's good, everybody's a genius. Everything's going up, everything's positive, but when the market turns down, what do you do? How do you handle it? If you need some help to navigate, to understand the marketplace, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Let's build a plan together. Let's build a strategy together and help you be successful for the rest of your life. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm gonna talk about news you can use.
0: Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer.
1: Welcome back. This is a section of the program that I refer to as news you can use have you sat down with your children have you established values have you gone through a process of how they make decisions for their life i'm not talking about just economic decisions i'm talking about anything and again in this day and age when we have such phenomenal economic pressure where both mom and dad have to work or in some cases there's not it's not a two-parent household it makes it more Complex, it makes it more exhausting to be able to sit down and talk with values. But I, I'm telling you from somebody who's raised three children, I have eight grandchildren, that setting values is important. It is absolutely critical that um, you have a process and a meaningful conversation to talk about how decisions are made. Now, I've I've saved this, this is a this came out of Barron's. This is a guide to wealth, but this was a May 25th, and I've saved this for quite a while. But the title of the article is that values aren't optional. Values are something that's essential to the character and the building blocks of individuals. And so what I'm challenging everybody is, um, how do you make decisions? How How do you define your purpose? And this is really important, is that, you know, are you do you come from soup or do you come from spirit and and that's another conversation but i i really what i'm talking to people about is that you have meaning in life and what is your meaning in life in 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 reality to what is the essence of what you do now again what you do for a living is not as critical as how you do it you know your education your your how you select your your job and where you go how you select How the decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis. So decide how to decide. In other words, it is a process that you go in and you want to incorporate this within your conversation with your children, and if you're fortunate enough, with your grandchildren. And then you commit to the process, and you show them that by writing things down or by having a an absolute decision process, how you put things together, how you make final decisions is so important. And this is something that most parents don't have the luxury, and that is they pause and listen. This is really critically important, is that you want to allow your children to tell you what they're thinking. Don't just dictate to them. Don't just say, oh, they do it this way, and then walk away. It is important that you understand the process that's going on in your, in your child's mind. And you want to listen to how they're coming through it. And, and the earlier you start this, the better. And this is, these are good conversations to have, but then you have to periodically reassess. That decision that you made to take that particular course in high school, is that something that you would do again? Maybe you should be taking math courses and not just um, English courses. Maybe you should be taking English courses and not math courses. What are your strengths? What are the things that you are gifted to? And what are the things that you need to build up? Now, again, values, I go back to, and again, I deal with this a lot because I'm dealing with people that are receiving inheritance. As they receive an inheritance, I'm hoping, in fact, in most cases, we try to have family meetings ahead of time before somebody passes away. So there's values already built into the conversation so that people, when they receive an inheritance, they understand the purpose. And my comments to clients is that nobody will respect this money more than you. And it's really important that you understand how these values and it it's you know it it's always reflective when I sit down and talk with a child or even a grandchild, and they have reminiscence about conversation they had with their parents and what was what was important to them and how they made decisions based on this again, one of the things that we do with our clients is we establish a process and more importantly a purpose because money has no value if it's just stacked up and given away. There is no value in just stacking up a large amount of wealth, and at the end of your life, you hand it to your children and or your family. There's really no value in that. You know, it's like one man said to me, he says, money is a lot like manure. If you stack it up, you just pile it in a big pile, it does nothing but stink. But if you spread it around, it does a lot of good. And I always talk about is the value of money should never be used as a weapon. It should be used as a tool to teach your children how best to enhance the society around. Yes, it's for their own enjoyment, but not simply that. It is for the value and to establish those things. In other words, it comes back to what's your purpose. And those are meaningful conversations. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of coursework. You know, mostly people get that through their education, their schools. You know, but again, most of those values are decided and determined at home. Talking to mom and dad, talking to grandma and grandpa. And unfortunately the family gets torn apart more and more in our society. These are important. If you'd like to have a copy of this article, this says, this article says, values aren't optional. I'll be more than happy to send it out to you. It gives you kind of a starting point. It kind of gives you something to read and something that would be something that you would maybe take further down the road with your family. Give me a call at my office, 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening.